It's official. Real Ghost Stories Online and the Grave Talks will be live at the Crescent Hotel for one night only, August 11th, 2019 at 7 p.m. And you are invited. I'm Tony Bruski from Real Ghost Stories Online, and I can't wait to meet you at the Crescent Hotel this August 11th for an awesome night of ghost stories. We're going to have a lot of fun at the Crescent Hotel that night as we record an episode of Real Ghost Stories Online live. The stories on this episode come from you guys, the audience, live at the Crescent. Then it's a live episode of The Grave Talks as we talk with Crescent historian and paranormal investigator Keith Scales. We'll learn all about the history of the hotel, how it came to be, why it's haunted today, what goes on at the Haunted Crescent Hotel, and allow you guys to ask your questions as well with a live Q&A segment. It's a fun night full of ghost stories at the historic Haunted Crescent Hotel, a hotel that we've had many stories from shared about over the years here on the show. Tickets are only $25 a piece and are on sale now. Go to realghoststoriesonline.com and click on the Live at the Crescent Hotel banner to purchase yours. They are very limited, though, and when they are gone, they are gone. Real Ghost Stories Online and the Grave Talks live at the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, August 11th, 2019. Get your tickets now at realghoststoriesonline.com. When it comes down to it, life is about decisions. Life is about making your decisions. They can be good. They can be bad. They can be fairly just middle of the road uh, and and null. Um, it, it, it all comes down to what you do, cause and effect. That's, that's what uh, is the engine of pretty much every single thing that happens in our lives. Sometimes it's a tough lesson to learn. Sometimes it's a lesson that, you know, you hope you would learn as a child, uh, cause and effect. Uh, but uh, many seem to be very eluded by this uh, by this concept of life. In today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online, we hear about many decisions that not only have effects on the living, but uh, also the dead, as far as bringing them back. We hear about a childhood home surrounded by negative adults who make poor decisions, it creates the perfect environment for dark entities to enter into their lives. Then, heavy toolboxes being thrown, radios taking on minds of their own, unexplained noises, hell plagues a house in the middle of a remodel. Leaves the workers only one explanation. Ghosts, but why? Sometimes the simplest of hauntings can be the most troubling, especially if they plague every electronic device you own. Why are they there? What are they doing? How did it all begin? And one boy believes he knows how to use a Ouija board safely. Cause? Effect? I later finds out how little he really knows. Good stories today. This is EPP bonus episode number 253 from Real Ghost Stories Online. My name's Tony Bruski. Stay with us. Well, negative begets negative. That's 
really one of the things that we've learned here on this show. And when you have some sort of a dark entity or ghost or whatever you want to call it uh, out there that's that's present in the area where negative activity is happening, it just seems to feed off of it. So if you're in a setting where there's, you know, God knows what's going on with some individual, maybe some sort of secretive, illegal, bad thing, insert bad thing here. You can certainly stir up some some stuff. Then you add drugs to the mix. You add other things to the mix that are, are destructive and negative. Uh, it, it can just go downhill very, very fast. In our next story, we hear literally someone whose entire childhood was plagued by negativity. Initially brought on by the living, by poor choices of the adults around them. Eventually, the poor choices by the individual that is sharing the story and the whole time seemingly being followed by something unseen, unexplained that continued to get darker and darker as time went on. It's a cautionary story. Take a listen. My interest in the paranormal actually stemmed from my interest in aliens. My cousin and I would play Jet Force Gemini for hours on the Nintendo 64 and soon decided to start alien hunting. We were both nine at the time and we had very active imaginations to say the least. Within a few years at some point I started to lose that imagination, you know, of aliens jumping around the room and seeing their face in the clouds. The alien research shifted into alien ghost research and by the age of 11 or 12 I had become just a ghost hunter. The first investigation was in the basement of a house that my family moved into. It belonged to that of my stepfather. He had many problems and attracted what I believed to be some very negative energy. The basement had the worst of it. It was damp and dark. There was a boiler room in the back end of the basement, which reminded me of the room at the end of the Blair Witch Project. We'd been filming down there and had been picking up what I remembered to be multiple orbs zooming in and out of the frame. I found out as well that if you're trying to capture spirits on camera, then it's best to not look in the direction of the shot. For some reason, you're liable to pick up more evidence. That is, in fact, exactly what happened. I snapped a lot of photos downstairs, but just one of them had a particularly disturbing image in it. Right by the door of the boiler room, on a rolled-up piece of undercarpet insulation, was it resembled a gnarly-looking cat. It was... In the pouncing position, it was sideways with its head tilted directly at the camera, almost as if it was guarding the boiler room entrance and it was baring its teeth. At the same time, when this picture was taken, we had put a tape recorder into the boiler room. My cousin actually tossed it in there and we had tied a fishing line because we were too scared to get near that room after the first time being in there. It never felt very good. The energy was just really bad and something just did not feel right. The tape recorder ran for about 20 minutes and during that time I snapped the picture of the creature that I had just mentioned. Upon playback of the tape, about halfway through we picked up something. Mind you, there was absolutely nothing before this EVP or afterwards in the 20 minutes that we had taped. What we heard in the tape recording was all but the sound of it being tossed into the room and 10 minutes later it sounded like something scrambling to pick it up. I'll remember this sound for the rest of my life after what it sounded like being picked up 
it hauntingly groaned the word and name Michael, my cousin's first name. Suffice to say, I've since lost these pictures of evidence, and now they remain only as memories. My story, however, doesn't end there. About a year later, I was sleeping over at my cousin's, and it's probably the most off-putting night terror that I've ever had, if not the only true night terror I've ever had. I slept with something covering my eyes, no matter what, if I'm lying on my back. Ever since I watched the History Channel episode of The Old Hag at 10 years old, I just won't risk seeing something. On this night, I really don't think it had made a difference. Basically, what I remember is what I can only describe as a seething presence outside the bedroom window. Just really, really imposing. I think this is one of the few times I've astral projected, albeit not very far. My body stayed where it was on the floor, but I hid behind my cousin's bed out of view of the window, obviously trying to get away from the thing outside the window. As soon as I did this, it was in the house outside his door. It was then that I heard it speak. It said in a raspy, guttural voice, I'm watching you. I was terrified. I was able to snap back into my body and wake up. I had a pocket knife, as if that were going to do a damn thing, and held it out as I made my way from his room to the basement and up the stairs to where my mom was. I definitely freaked her out to see if I was up in the middle of the night holding a blade wide-eyed and covered in sweat. This is the precursor of everything that was to come. It took a few years, though, waiting for the right conditions and the right timing. During my childhood, my father had a drug problem, and I wasn't able to see him a lot during my adolescence. He started to get his stuff together in 2003 and ended up moving in with my mom. My parents divorced in 96 when I was about five due to his drug abuse. My mother had met her second husband in 2001 and married him in 2003. She found some extremely disturbing things in his computer and got a divorce six months after she married him. His house was the house where my cousin and I first started doing our investigation. Evil clings to evil acts. As I said, I moved in with my dad when I was 14 years old and shortly after my mom and my dad got back together. We were all living together again and had ended up moving into a bigger house closer to the school district that I was attending. A whole family lived there and I was now moving out. I speculated that the dad of the house died recently and they no longer could afford to keep it. My dad bought the house and had a complete renovation of the interior done. The house looked brand new. We all moved in and things were fine for a while. Great, right? Weird things had yet to become even a factor at the new house. Then, just when we started to find some peace in 2010, things started to occur. That wraps up the preview portion of EPP bonus episode number 253 of Real Ghost Stories Online. How much darker does it get? It continues. I'll say that much. If you want to hear the rest of the story, become an EPP, an extra podcast person at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. You also hear three other great stories in this episode. Heavy toolboxes being thrown, radios taking on minds of their own, unexplained noises, and more. Plague a home remodel crew. Why is it all happening? Makes them believe ghosts are real. Also, sometimes the simplest of hauntings can be the most troubling, especially if every electronic device you own just doesn't work right. Also, one boy believes he knows the use of a Ouija board and how to do it correctly. He later finds out he doesn't know all that much. 
of course, after it's too late. Those stories and more in EPP Bonus Episode 253. Listen to the full thing at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. You'll get access to every single bonus episode, all 253. Get access to our regular episodes weeks before they're released to the public. Tons of extras just waiting there for you. Also a free e-copy of our book, our Amazon bestseller book, Real Ghost Stories, Haunting Encounters Told by Real People. Check it out. Keep us on the air. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. It's only $5 a month to keep this ship afloat. Until next time, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening. If you are anything like us at Thrift Books, you love books. You know, real books made of ink and printed on paper with over 13 million used and new books starting as low as $3.99. Thrift Books has your next great adventure, affordable textbook or cozy afternoon, any format, edition and condition right at your fingertips. Visit thriftbooks.com slash podcast and find your next favorite book today. For the love of books, Thrift Books. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. 